they'll view another woman's body as so beautiful or will also be more forgiving of somebody else's body shape and accepting but then their own they hold this crazy high standard um, that is so unachievable welcome to standout style a podcast that tears down the uncertainties of style fashion and inner confidence I'm your host, Camry Hill. I'm a personal stylist, digital entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three. I'm totally obsessed with helping women exude confidence from the inside out. In this podcast, you will hear style and wardrobe tips, as well as incredible stories of women who are out there showing up as their most confident selves, style and all. Standout Style Podcast, Danny. I'm super excited to have you here. You are an incredible mama and business owner, and I'm super excited to be introducing my audience to you. So I would love for you to start off by telling us about yourself and your active chicks and what you do as a coach. Thank you so much for having me and inviting me to your podcast. Um, hey guys, uh, my name is Danny. I am a mum to five children and their ages, the youngest one is five up to 18 years old. Um, so that's a full-time job times maybe five in itself. <laughs> um, I have been a personal trainer since I was 16 years old. So that is going on, that's 21 years now, which is a long, long time. Um, and I have had an, a boot camp for about over 13 years now, which is outdoors, but I also have been pivoting to do more online things over the years and starting to focus on like my life coaching side, my other qualification and blending it all in to make it like a very holistic approach to women's fitness and health and wellness. And, um, I'm very big on mental health and, mindset and intertwining that in fitness and yeah yeah I love it honestly I I put you in the category of superwoman because my sister has five kids and oh I just tell I tell her all the time I think she's superwoman so I think you're put into that category incredible that number one that you have five kids and you do an amazing job of being a mom but then on top of that you run your own business so it's like absolutely incredible so well done (laughs) thank you Um, slightly crazy (laughs) yeah that's okay we're all a bit crazy um I actually so I want to ask you before we get into like what you do because I was just scrolling on Instagram and I saw that you put out there that you have decided to change the Instagram handle on Mm. your Instagram and you had a beautiful photo of yourself on there and you're really stepping into becoming the face of your brand which is like actually really crazy that you announced that as I was about to hop on this podcast with you because that is like a huge reason why I've started this podcast in a what I do as a personal stylist and confidence coach is to help women step out and be the face of their brand. So that's done through their personal style and having that confidence to say, I am the business owner and I am here. Look at me. So before we get into the other stuff, I <laughs> want to say congratulations because that's huge. And I Thank also you. want to just like pick your brain a little bit about that decision. Like what made you yeah. 
take that step and what made you go, okay, I'm not going to hide behind my logo anymore or my business mm. name anymore? Um, well, yeah, it's very scary because, you know, you can easily, like even though you still go on your stories and the posts are all about you and you put a face to the name of your business, um, it's a whole different ball game when it's just your name because you kind of can't switch off and people start to know you more and your name. So um, it's been a long time coming, I guess, because I've found that people just started looking at what I was doing because it's been there for so long, just in kind of one dimension, like just outdoor boot camp. Whereas because we've got so many other services and things we do, I kind of have to have that umbrella brand, which is me, and then look at these things as my services rather than I have all these different businesses. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, yeah, it's very, I'm very open and um, not scared of, being in front of people but I guess it's still um it's really confronting yeah to like I don't know I can't even explain it but yeah, yeah like this is obviously a thing because that's what you're working with women yeah. to do but you know branding shoots and and I think because I've been in business for so long it might not be as hard for me because people like I've done it since I was 24 25 so when I'm saying oh, this is what I'm doing, people are used to it. But I guess especially when you're newer in business or you just want to start a business, you get very scared to put yourself out there for judgment of what friends or family or complete yeah. randoms, even school mums might think of you. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm even feeling nervous, let alone being new to it too. Yeah, it's a huge, huge decision. And I totally understand that... Um, that sort of barrier between it's so easy to tell people like what do you do oh I have a business and this is my business mm. but when it's you as the umbrella of being the top of that you know and having all those businesses under you but you be as the the number one like yeah. forward-facing person in your brand can be really hard mm. to like even tell people about that or know that people are coming over to follow you because of you, not just because of your brand. So I think it's a really bold and brave decision. And I think it's amazing. And I think that it's a really smart decision as well, because I have interviewed many um, brand uh, stylists as well. So people who work with personal brands and they are adamant that in our modern day of business, that personal brands do the best people yeah. buy from people. Um, mm. And I've spoken about it in previous podcasts as well, that, you know, some of the biggest entrepreneurs that we know are all the face of their brands, regardless of if they have a product or a service. And um, so it's a really great decision. I just, right before I jumped <laughs> on this, I saw that and I'm like, I have to ask her <laughs> about that decision. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is because I've been sitting on it for a while, but then knowing I was coming to talk to you as well, and then we'll want to, you know, share our handles. I'm like, okay, I yeah. have to do it now. Because Just I, bite you know. the bullet. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, so we've done it. So we'll see. Well <laughs> okay. So ladies, you all have to go find her. She's going to tell you right now what her new Instagram handle is. So can you tell us? <laughs> um, DannyWilliams.coach. Perfect. <laughs> so yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's one step forward in the right direction. So amazing. Yeah. Well, we're going to circle back a little bit because we want to let everyone know really what you do and 
how you're so good at it. Um, so you touched on the fact that you're obviously into, you know, your personal trainer and you've been helping women with their fitness and their mindset, but can you give us some tips on how you really help women make time for themselves? Because I know that's something that you speak about on a lot, especially being a mom of five, you understand how busy life can be. And one of the Mm. biggest, biggest excuses that women will always come back to is I don't have time. So Let's just talk about that for a minute. Um, you know, some tips on helping women really make time for themselves and how do you do that? For sure. So what I would see the most in when women say they don't have time is because it's like women get in this whole, I have to be 100% into it or I'm 100% off. And it's so hard to go fit 100% of health and fitness and looking after yourself into you know, your role as a mom, let alone a business owner, let alone having a job or studying and just how crazy busy mums are where they don't have a lot of help for the children these days, especially if you don't live near family. So that's what I see first as trying to get these women to stop having that all or nothing mindset and trying to go, okay, well, you know, if you were going to save money for a house, you don't go from having no savings to having $50,000 in 12 weeks to buy a house. So what are these small, teeny tiny little daily steps we can have to just find time for yourself? And each time you actually do it, it's kind of like you're flexing a muscle where you're like, oh, that feels good. Oh, that feels good. Oh, I'm walking a bit taller. Oh, Um, I'm not cracking off at my kids because I'm not cranky and just these tiny tiny little acts I try to teach women to take in the day um, build up to more and you start to find that you crave that time to either go and exercise for a little bit or take a walk or do something active with your children so trying to talk less about just full-on workouts and nutrition and more a little bit like how can you holistically find time for your health and wellness day to day? Yeah, I think that's so, such an incredible way to explain it. And it makes it so much simpler for women, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And just trying to teach them that, you know, there's no brainer decisions. And when it comes to our children's health, that it's all these no brainers. And mm-hmm. when it comes to our own we will go, oh, no, I don't need to get my pap smeared today. I'll do it in a month or, and then it's six months. And I don't need to, uh, I've got this pain. I'll I'll figure it out later. And and we just keep putting it off till all of a sudden it's, you know, we've really hit rock bottom. We might be sick. We might be really unwell. And then we have to make this massive big life overhaul to get ourselves back on track. But Mm -hmm. if we can just learn, okay, no brainer, mum needs some health and wellness as well, whether that be, a walk here and there whether it be just make herself a healthy meal while she's making the kids lunches like make yourself a healthy lunch like just yeah. that kind of stuff that no-brainer you don't need to work out for an hour a day and be on a diet you just need to take care of yourself like you take care of your children yeah yeah mm. it's I, I love that you have spoken about this because it, it very much relates to what the the problems I see women come up against when it comes to their personal style and um, their wardrobes because I have so many women coming to me that say I don't have the time like I don't have the budget I don't have all these all these excuses in front of you because they come in expecting that they're going to change their wardrobe 
in a week or their style yeah. in a week. And it's like, actually it's tiny little steps over time. It's a, it's a progressive mm. process where you just take that time for yourself little by little. And it does become easier. Like, Oh, I bought myself a new dress. That felt really good. Like, Oh, I took time yes. to go shopping for myself once in every three months. Like it is those tiny little steps and then it becomes normal and it becomes yeah. this less guilty feeling that unfortunately as moms, we always revert back to is that silly little guilt that sits in our stomach when we take time for ourselves and whether it be exercise or where, whether it go shopping, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it can be all those things. So I think that's just such great advice. And I think that's the perfect way to approach it for women who are super busy, especially moms. So I think that's great advice. Yeah. Um, something that I did want to ask you about, because I know you would come up against this. So we are both obviously in service-based businesses and two different industries, but we work with women both mentally and physically, right? So we have to help women physically look a certain way on the outside, but the larger percentage of what we do is from the inside in working on that yeah. inner confidence. So I want to ask, what issues do you see women coming up against when it comes to like their body confidence? Um, I would say probably the main thing is the comparing their body to other women, whether that they're training beside or like they'll view another woman's body as so beautiful or will also be more forgiving of somebody else's body shape and accepting, but then their own, they hold this crazy high standard um, that is so unachievable and doesn't acknowledge, you know, what they've been through, where they're at, possibly where they want to go, but just not hating themselves there. Um, so I would say definitely the comparison game and just not having self-compassion yeah. and self, just any self-awareness on just, yeah, you know, you're so accepting and saying your friend is beautiful who may be a similar size or bigger or whatever. But then when you look at yourself, you're like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's honestly, I, I kind of get chills actually when you're talking about it because I see the same thing in women so often. And I do, um, I've done it a few times in the past, but I do a body confidence style challenge. And a huge part, yeah. part of that is about the inner confidence. And one of the um, like exercises that I do with them is I, and I, I've done it in person. It's a lot more powerful in person than online, but I have, I ask women two questions. And the first one is, and I usually have them write it down or close their eyes and raise their hands. And I say, um, like with real truthfulness, raise your hand if you think that you're truly beautiful when you look at yourself in the mirror every morning. And like 99% of people don't put their hand up. I think I've had one person put their hand up. Yeah. I said, okay. So the second question is, I want you to put your hand up. If you, I want you to think of your best friend, your mom, someone that's really close to you. Do you look at them and think they're beautiful? And every single person puts their hand up. And it's like really confronting because most women are like, I just cannot give myself the same love that I give other women in my, in my yeah. life. And it's so jarring. And a lot, I get a lot of mm. tears most of the time because I'm just like, you guys, like we need to love ourselves the same way we give that love to other people. And so I would, I assume that you just see that in women all the time. 
definitely. And that's why I studied the life coaching certification as well, because I just wanted to know a little bit more on how to get people through these things when I did a little bit more one-on-one or workshops. And um, I did this topic specifically that we did something similar with identifying who's beautiful and whatnot. And then I went a step further and said, well, what qualifies them as being beautiful? And the funny thing was it had nothing to do with what their body looked like. It was all the qualities. It was Mm -hmm. kind eyes, beautiful smile, caring, like just all of these things that made them beautiful. And then when they start listing what they consider beautiful, how can they not see that in themselves? Mm-hmm. Where we, whereas we just go, oh, body image, what my face looks like, what my hair is, what my, you know. So, yeah, it's trying to teach them that it's so many qualities all in one. And when you appreciate all those kind of things about yourself, you will be more confident and you yeah. will think you're beautiful because you know that you're a good person and you give to others and, yeah. Yeah, that's so, so true. And that was actually going to be my next question to you is how do you help those women feel confident about their body? So is there some little tips that you give out to them or any anything that you do with these women, um, whether it be through your PT or through your coaching services, what are some tips yeah. that you really help? How do you help them get to that that place of feeling confident? Well, I think the main thing is because I'm coming from a fitness background, I always know that once you start doing hard things with your body, you start appreciating it. And when it's hard to feel body confident when you feel lethargic and you're tired and you're exhausted and you just feel gross. But the minute, you know, give me one month of starting to work out, feeling good, even if you don't lose a kilo and you're the exact same size, it's like these women have said to me, oh, everything just feels stronger and I feel Mm -hmm. I'm walking taller and you've kind of switched your body on to move better. And so you instantly just stand taller and they just through fitness and moving, I feel like they start to get more confident in their body because they're like, oh, wow, two weeks ago I couldn't do some squats and now I'm doing this and I'm doing that and and it starts ticking off all these things to make them feel proud of themselves. So it's like we said earlier, flexing that muscle. Um, And that's, I see the biggest transformation once we just get people moving. I don't even care if you don't lose weight or whatever because I've got girls that have been coming to me for a very long time of all shapes and sizes but the minute that they're moving they just feel stronger and confident and they're confident in their ability to do hard things yeah so I think that's what helps yeah absolutely I think that's it's a hundred percent the way that women just really need to give themselves that confidence through just believing in themselves and actually seeing what Mm. their their bodies are capable of doing I think especially after becoming a mom, we forget what our bodies are actually capable of doing because we stop doing it. (laughs) Yeah. And we just commonly relate exercise to something that we do if we want to lose body size and we want to look good. But if we can just remember that we actually have a body that's designed to move that, you know, when we're feeling depressed and yucky and shitty, that you can release all that yucky energy just by going for a walk or getting out in nature and just stretching and moving. And if we can kind of think of exercise a little bit more like that and less about it's a punishment because I need to lose eight kilos for this event, you know, that there's going to be a healthier connection for women to just feel good. Yeah. 
I can see why women love to come to you because I think that that is such a safe, (laughs) safe environment to come to, especially as a mom, to be able to go, okay, she gets me. She understands the struggle. She knows what Mm. it's like to, you know, to have children and to feel that difficult. You work through so many difficult moments throughout motherhood. And I know for myself, after having three, it has taken me this many years to get to a point where I do prioritize myself and make time for myself and exercise. Like in those early years, I wasn't doing any of that, even with just one, you know, it takes practice. Yeah. And because, you know, when you've just had a baby or whatever, you don't, you're so tired, you can't even think about, oh, I've got to try to get back to this size. And and when you do think like that, it feels like a chore. So it comes back to, again, like just movement is healthy and it's fun and it doesn't have to be a chore. And obviously some people love to do the brutal stuff and you get addicted mm-hmm. to it, but not all exercise has to be like that. And yeah. if, you know, I love seeing the girls come in and they're just so moody and like, oh, I'm here. And then they'll walk out and, you know, we've had good music, we've laughed, we've had a bit of banter and the they just literally leave in a different state and I think to myself everyone underestimates how much just changing your state through a bit of a workout no matter how big or small what that does to you mentally yeah yeah and just for the ladies who are listening because I've got a lot of women entrepreneurs and um, I actually listened to a podcast it was a long time ago I think it was Amy Porterfield's an episode she had and she had a guy on who wrote a book about the high performing highest performing um habits of like successful entrepreneurs in the world he did like a case study on them and one of those high performance habits that they do every day was exercise so people who are the most successful in their entrepreneurial paths and careers almost every single one of them has some form of exercise every single day or weekly. Um, and I just yep. found that really interesting because I, I know like personally, after I have a workout, how much better I feel, whether it's just yoga or a walk mm. or a high intense workout, like it doesn't have to be one yes. or the other. I love to have a range of those things. Um, but I just found that a really cool statistic that it's like those people make time for that. Yeah, 100% because it's like, you know what they say, mind, body, soul. So what are we doing for our body? And yes, you don't, sometimes you don't want to smash yourself every day because it's a stress. Yeah. So you, I love doing a blend of stuff where, yeah, there'll be a high intensity workout. I love boxing. I love weights. I also love yoga. I've, I haven't even started, but I've paid for my yoga certificate because I yeah. really want to do that. I, I like embracing all the different things and going for walks because we need different stuff each day. But um, something, two things that stuck out to me over the years, which I've always just played sports and been a trainer since I was so young. So I took it for granted. But as the years went on, I started to realize, you know, why some people won't do it. But I think it was Tony Robbins that had said, have you ever been to one of his events at all before? Or if you watch his Netflix Yeah, I watched that one. Yeah. Yeah. He'll get people to get up and shake and do all these dances. And he says, you know, movement is the quickest way to change your state. Mm. So you can take someone from, and, you know, science says it's the quickest way to relieve symptoms of depression, anxiety, all of that stuff. So that sticks out to me, number one. And then 
Number two, my acupuncturist said to me one day that the quickest way to relieve tension in your body is through the breath. So when you're exercising, you're actually really focused on breathing. Like you're either not breathing and your trainer says to you, breathe, breathe, or look at you in your yoga, you're focusing on breath. So when you come into a situation and, you know, you're a business owner, you're a mom, you're all of this, life is crazy and you just allow even 10 minutes to do some kind of movement you're going to be breathing so that's imagine all the tension releasing when you finish that and then you go back to your life yeah so true or, you're, or you, yeah you don't release that tension and what do you look like in your day yeah so mm. amazing such great tips you are incredible I think you know <laughs> everyone's gonna get so much out of this podcast episode so that's really exciting that's I good. do want to just pivot a tiny bit so um yeah I do want to ask you some um because obviously I'm all about fashion and style so do have to ask you a few tips on active wear so I'm sure you've tried probably a million different active wear brands and styles and I'm sure people ask you about tips on this so um just any tips on like where to go like what maybe some of your favorite brands I know especially for women who are moms like we've got bits and pieces here and there and our boobs Mm. don't sit the same place they used to before we had children like all of those things are a little bit harder and then a lot of people walk into a shop and it's for the younger generation and you're like hold on I can't wear that to the gym I'm gonna be falling out everywhere (laughs) yeah for sure yeah So the main thing I tell everybody as well is just invest in really good tights because there's nothing more annoying than number one, see-through in the bum. Number two, if you're just constantly pulling them up around your waist or even like I'll see girls pull them up around their thighs, like around their knees. So it's like you got to make sure when you wear your tights, you just pull them up on your calves a little bit. And so you've got space around your knees. Like I know that's just such... A random little thing but people will chuck their tights on and not kind of fit the bottom and then when they're moving I think the knees are pulling the tights down yeah yeah so it's like having a bit of space around there kind of like you know get getting into your bra you've got to work into your tights um so very supportive tights I now cannot go past the LSKD tights um the the rep tights are amazing they're like they hold you up and when you put them on, you just actually feel supported. Yep. Um, Bra-wise is really hard with all the different brands. Uh, my suggestion would be, first of all, to just get properly fitted at those yep. bra, like a proper bra specialist yep. to know your size. And, um, yeah, that's a really tricky one. I know, what's that name? Is it Burley or Burley? B-E-R-L-E-I. Burley, yeah. Yeah, they do really good, you know, women's only sports bras. I still find all the major um, activewear companies, I don't think they have it that great with supporting your boobs if you're doing high intensity exercise. Um, So so definitely tights. I did always used to like Lorna Jane, but I have felt they've fallen off the bandwagon a little bit. Yeah. Definitely LSKD and Rockwear is still really good for women as well. They have really affordable tights, but, you know, you just have to try them on too, but you want something super supportive. And then tops wise, like, you know, sometimes it's flattering just to have a little bit of length, but yeah, there's a lot of cropped stuff around, which I know the women aren't comfortable in at the moment. 
Um, but one really cool look is that what all the girls wearing these days and it's socially acceptable is kind of wearing, you know, your vintage T-shirts with your bike pants. So that's, yeah. it's yep. like streetwear's coming back into the gym a bit more. So. Yes, I love it. Yeah. 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 So you can kind of um, go pick the kids up from school and still do your workout yeah. with the streetwear. <laughs> um, do you watch um, any CrossFit at all, like the women's CrossFit over in America? Yeah, so I actually, I work for LSKD one day yeah. a week and I was at the CrossFit event um, <gasps> a couple of weeks ago oh, in Brisbane and it. yeah, it was, it was full on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so there's, cool. I'm just asking because um, there's a girl over in the US. Um, she's young. Her name's Haley. Oh, I can't remember what her last name is, but she's one of the big like up and coming CrossFitters and she lives over yeah. in the US. Um, but she always wears like a big baggy oversized uh, t-shirt to to train in which most of these girls like the stuff they wear is like they've barely got anything on right yes and she's tiny yeah. she's only like I think she's only in very early 20s so she's you know got nothing to worry about but um she actually gets a lot of comments online like why do you train in such a baggy t-shirt like she actually gets flack for it and I actually felt really, really bad when I saw that yeah she posted on her Instagram and I was thinking people are judging her for wearing that and she just is like I'm more comfortable wearing it that's all she said and Mm. I'm like good on you like good on you for just being like this is what I'm comfortable in and if I don't want to wear a tiny crop then I don't have to (laughs) exactly that's really interesting because yeah CrossFit is definitely you know they wear hardly anything because it will you know get up around their ears and it's like gymnastics but yeah her wearing that that's very on trend right now because yeah, it, is. it is everywhere. And my 18-year-old daughter will wear that to the gym. She's petite. She's got this amazing body, but she will wear this big baggy T-shirt with her little bike pants and her Connie's yeah. to go yeah. do her squats, it. which is so cool. Yeah, but um, definitely, yeah. you know, just making sure you're comfortable. Like don't even worry about what the fashion is. Just mm-hmm. de- you can't go cheap on the tights though. Like Kmart yeah. will serve you so well, but it's just not going to last the quality. And yes. so, yeah, you want to spend that good money on your tights and they'll last you for so long. Yeah. And the, um, what I love about activewear is you can have fun with it. Like you can wear so bright much. colors, you could do cool prints. Like I probably have the most like crazy prints and stuff in my activewear that I wouldn't wear on a daily basis, yeah. but you can pull that off when you're in activewear. So it's like, just have fun with it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, so accepted these days. And it's so funny because I've worn activewear like my whole life. And I got to the point where I'm like, I'm so sick of activewear. And it feels like everybody's now on activewear. So then I'm like, oh, like, you're the opposite. I find it still, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I just want to dress like a normal person. Yeah, yeah. Not an activewear 24 7. But yeah, everybody's like, yeah, let's do it, which yeah. I like that it's got you know, the street, street element to it. Now it's not just, you look like you go in the gym, you can wear your tights and make it look, you know, cool. And girls wearing bike pants with blazers and stuff like that blows my mind. I know. I love it. I love it so much. It's actually on my like to-do list. I want to do some reels on like how to make active wear cool. So yes, amazing. So I'm going to get into some fun rapid fire questions before we wrap up. So this is a new little fun thing I've been doing with my guests. Um, so I've yep. got a few like fun questions and they're supposed to be rapid fire. So the first one um, is what is your favorite exercise? Like as in form of exercise? Yes. 
Uh, maybe um, like a specific exercise, like mine are deadlifts. Like that's my favorite type, like actual exercise. So maybe oh, okay. a specific one. <laughs> well, actually it could be a specific one. It's my favorite thing is boxing. Like yeah. I love boxing. It is my absolute passion. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I'm so bad at boxing. <laughs> oh, it's so just hard. finding the right, it's finding the right trainer that will teach you how to do it properly. Yeah. But it's just like, the reason I love it is just, um, you feel strong and it's low impact. You can get your heart rate right up, mm. but it's super low impact, but just that sound when your fist yeah. hits the pads and it rebounds like, Oh my God. It's very so empowering. Therapy. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Therapy. <laughs> we need it as moms. Got to get that anger yeah, out do. somehow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amazing. Okay. Um, what's your favorite book? Oh, that's really hard because I read so much. Um, oh no, I'm really, yeah, I read a lot of books, but I'm, I would say maybe that what I've gotten, I think that I've actually listened to two or three times, which I don't like to repeat books is the Kevin Hart one, um, which is like a development, uh, self-development book. I'll have to remember the name, but it is all of his lessons in a funny way, but it's like, um, he talks about so much discipline while we're talking. I'll have to get it up on my audible because like I've told so many people about this book. If you're a Kevin Hart fan, obviously, because he reads it and it's just so motivating. Oh yeah. It's called the decision by Kevin Hart. And um, you can't read it. You have to listen to it on audible because he's, yeah, he's got these amazing hard life lessons, but in with humor as well. And it's so motivating. So that would probably be my favorite. Oh, that's a good one. I haven't heard of that one. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Okay. Um, What's your, what's the best part of being a mom? Um, I think just feeling the unconditional love. Um. Yeah, that's what I'd say. And because I've been one for so long, it's very hard to articulate. Like, you know, I got out of high school and I became a mum. But I would definitely, yeah, the way they love you. And it is challenging as they get older because that love looks different. And, you know, they'll start to push you away a little bit. So that's been hard to navigate as you get older, that it just changes. But, um, yeah, just seeing the positive stuff come back and just feeling proud of them when they hit certain milestones and achievements so yeah yeah and on the flip side of that what's the hardest part of being a mom oh I think well because I've kind of gotten to that 18 year old part the hardest part for me now would be knowing that you only do have them for a short amount of time because while you're in it you really take it for granted and I did until last year when she was in grade 12 And you kind of think, oh, you have all this time and, you know, life's crazy and you're managing your schedules and you really sometimes forget to stop and smell the roses with them, especially in those probably primary school years. Um, I would say maybe eight years old to like 11. It's just like crazy, crazy. Everyone's busy. And then as you go, oh, my God, they've started high school. And then you kind of get used to it. And then it's like, oh, my God, they're a senior. They're licensed. Like it's Mm -hmm. just bang, bang, bang. So for me at this stage, it's the fact that we have them for a short amount of time. Yeah. And then probably I would say what I see in other women that they really struggle with is also just loving your children for who they are, but not taking it personal if they're little shits. Like, yeah, you know, totally. Like, that's what kids do. 
they're going to be brats and they're going to be turds and you can do all the right stuff and Mm -hmm. they'll do shit and you'll be like oh my god I've never taught them that I can't believe this and especially as teenagers you'll find out stuff they've done and you just can't take it personal like absolutely it's it's parenting oh best advice ever because (laughs) I just we've just entered that stage so my eldest is going to be nine this month um and so we've just entered into that busy stage of like Mm. everything's happening all the time there's so many activities going but my daughter is only two so it's like you have that like I want to savor them being little but I know this is where it gets crazy and my sister who has five similar to you it's like I see her she all of her kids are much older and she's in that crazy busy like she keeps saying to me Camry it just doesn't slow down like I keep saying it's gonna slow down and it doesn't and she's like I feel like I'm like just losing time with my kids so I think that's yeah like incredible advice and something to always keep into perspective. So you're a very wise woman. <laughs> Definitely. You. Well, I actually just one thing I've learned from my mom growing up is that just make things special, like just the mundane stuff. Like she'd do something small for us, like Friday nights, we would have little, she'd make us little lolly bags and we'd watch a TV show together and just all these little things to look forward to. And, you know, we don't like a lot of the times we'll get so busy and like, we can't afford this holiday for them and we can't do this. We can't do that. But if you just have these tiny little exciting things through your week, it's like you give your kids so many memories. And I look at my, my childhood and I'm like, it was so exciting. Like we'd get on the train and go to South bank, like, and you know, mum would pack our food cause we didn't have much money, but it was just yeah. exciting for us to get on the train. So yeah. yeah, that's what something I've tried to do with my kids is just make all these little memories where we can. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. kids just don't care about like fancy stuff. They want the simple, God, no. like they don't care about how much a holiday no. costs. They'd rather go camping. <laughs> yeah. And I was telling my husband the other day, it was really funny. I just, a random memory came to me and, you know, cause my mom had me when she was 19 as well. And um, it was, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. And I remember her taking us to the aquatic center and always taking a little esky and we'd have like black and gold, like the home brand cans of soft drink. And they were black and gold. And we thought we were so cool because we had cans of soft drink. So, you know, just tiny little things made special. Yeah, I love that. Amazing, amazing advice. Well, to wrap up, I would love for you to share with all of the beautiful listeners exactly how they can find you and what you have currently on offer um, for them to come either work with you virtually or maybe come to one of your boot camps if they're in the area. So please share away. Um, so you can find me on Active uh, on Active Juice. Oh, you're gonna have to change that one. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram under DannyWilliams.coach, and then um, I'm also have a fan page on Facebook, which is Danny Williams as well. And I think I've got women's fitness and mindset coach on there. Um, and I've got a couple of things going on. So I've got a free body confidence ebook that I can give your listeners um, that has some really good strategies on just finding body confidence um, and also with health and wellness. And then if they're in person, my boot camp is in Rochdale in Brisbane. Um, and that can be found on activechicks.com.au. And then I recently have just started a online membership, which is kind of bridging into what I was saying, teaching women to do little bits every day. And it's called Fit in 16. 
And so the idea, we've only just started, so we're in the first month and, you know, trialling it all out. But the idea, it's kind of a play on words. So it's like fit in 16 minutes, whether it be a workout, whether it be journaling, self-care, take a walk, like just trying to teach these mums to go, oh, what did you do for your little pocket of time today? And, you know, we just give some resources and workouts and things for them to do in there. So, yeah, that's I'm excited about that one because I'm hoping to try, you know, change yeah. some minds and teach them to take small steps. Yeah, amazing. Sounds incredible. I will include everything in the show notes down below, ladies, so you can go and easily find her. Um, thank you for coming on today. Honestly, I'm like really excited to be putting this out because I think that there's so many incredible little tidbits of wisdom throughout this and it's going to help women immensely so thank you for coming on the podcast I really appreciate it thank you so much for having me thank you